We just got back from dinner with our old pal Jim Cantori. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the HB5 studios right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin, and how about you? got a great show lined up for you as always but before we begin let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit that's right i'm talking about the pride of anderson south carolina but most of you probably know him best as the silver tongue one the man with the golden voice 2016 sexiest beard contest winner in the women's division the inventor of the redneck egg roll give it up on old mike number one it's mojo they can't discriminate anymore it's a, it's a gender fluid category. There you go. Well, welcome back to the show. We took a week off, and we uh, we're we're back, and we're back at it in a in a hot way, I guess. So, or, or stay dry as we can. <laughs> or uh, <whatever>. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in. Please go to iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. Subscribe. Give us a rating. Review us. That's all we ask. It helps our algorithm with the mm-hmm. uh, podcast. Uh, uh, our, uh, podcast aggregates and that helps uh, boost our ratings. Also, you can go to Facebook at Southern Fried Philosophy on the interwebs at southernfriedphilosophy.com. You can also check us out on Twitter and Instagram at SFP Radio. Also, check out our YouTube yeah. page. We're still working on getting that together. We've got four episodes up, right? We've we got more than that, but okay. some of them are just black. <laughs> you hit you hit go and it's just black, so I need to make it look well, that, pretty. You, that way you can listen in the dark. <laughs> That's actually pretty you can, good. You can put her. You can put her. Put her podcast on right when you go to bed. And just I mean, kinda, if nothing's going to put you to sleep, we might. We could do it. You can hear our sultry voices and talking <laughs> you to sleep. Well, I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week, Mojo. How you be doing, buddy? Burns my biscuits this week. Oh, uh, we both got one. Uh, Here it comes. Waffle House. What? Yeah. What? Not the food. Okay. Not the people. Okay. Not the hours of operation, the temperature they keep that place. Ooh. I mean, mm. it could be 96 degrees outside and yeah. they'll have it like 40 inside. So that's a bad thing for you. Well, 40 degrees, yeah, when mm. you could literally slaughter meat in there and hang it. Yeah, that's a kind of a bad thing. Well, I, I think say. what they're going for is if they leave food out of the refrigerator, it'll still be okay and still be good. I don't know, but man, I, I, I'm like keep the coffee coming. I'm trying to warm my inner in, my internals up. Is know. that so from the restaurant industry? Yeah, I've always thought restaurants keep it cold so that people leave. <laughs> no. That's that's not the case. I, we always want them to stick around and spend more money on booze. Actually, that's a yeah. Well, there goes that theory. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was onto something there. Hey, I, I always kept my restaurants a little bit. Above average, because yeah. uh, you know that that extra degree kind of yeah, costs a little bit of money. So, would I, you rather be cold or hot? Well, I don't mind being cold, but mm. I need to be prepared. And I don't okay. know why I'm not prepared at six o'clock in the morning. I get a waffle house because mm-hmm. I know what I'm walking into. Sure, but I'd, I'd rather be cold. You can always add exactly um, hot. You can only take off so much. Yeah, I mean, we can take it all off and still be hot. From so. speaking for the fraternity of Fat Five Fat, uh, you can always take clothes and put them on right but there's only so much that you can take off and not get arrested <laughs> so <laughs> i think it applies there <laughs> I, I prefer to well i don't know I, I i've seen some women in some very scantily clad clothes that nobody's actually doing anything about that except gawking at them yeah well, so yeah there's that man i just but if i tried to put the same outfit on hey buddy let me <laughs> tell you <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna I, leave you with that middle image. Don't get, hey, don't get me wrong. I love Waffle House. Uh-huh, it's, sure. You know, I hope there's a Waffle House in heaven. I mean, cause, I, I'm pretty confident yeah. there will be. So, what what restaurants will be in heaven? We'll say Waffle House. The Waffle House. You got to go with Chick Fil A. I, I mean, mean, that's God's yeah, that's, that's God's God. company. There. Yeah, exactly. You think there'll be Hobby Lobby? People just, <laughs> <laughs> I need to go decorate my mansion. I'm going to Hobby Lobby. Well, restaurants. Um, oh, I, hopefully there's an In and Out Burger. Okay. Or a water burger. Or a so water burger. You know, depending yeah. upon what side of the fence you're on there. Yeah. Um, 
Mm. That that's not going to be very good if you're like Hindi. <laughs> I just do. Hey, you know what? As long as we got Chick Fil A, I'm pretty set. I can pretty I can good pre- on that. I can pretty much rotate the menu up there. Mm. So yeah, I'm all good with that. But yeah, I, Waffle House. I love Waffle House, but man, the, the daggum temperature, mm-hmm. man. And uh, mm. also, the good thing about people watching is the same people that uh, attend flea markets and Walmart. Sure, so it's great for people watching. Yeah. So you know what I like what, is is when you go in and they order the waffles and they try to eat them with no teeth. <laughs> That's that's always a fun, fun talk, adventure. Talking about my family again, aren't sure, you? Sure, yeah. yeah, I know it was family reunion. Waffle House, Flea Market, and Walmart all have all have one thing in common: you can have a debilitating boil that's busted <laughs> on your leg and still walk in and not be looked looked at like you're a pariah. So, yeah. Oh, that's why I fit in so well there. <laughs> that's why I call it home. I also call it the Waffice. So, oh God, so, never gonna go there. The Waffle House office. So. Oh, mm. I was still picturing that boil when you said that. <laughs> so there's that problem. Yeah, the boil wasn't boil wasn't on me this time. So, <laughs> so how you be during? I'm good. Uh, I tell you, uh, here's what burns my biscuits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm trying to do better, trying to eat better, or whatnot. So <clears throat> I went to the doctor, and I said, "Look, I'll give you, I'll give up most of the things I know I shouldn't be eating, except the one thing that I ask is just, can I have coffee?" And creamer in the morning, coffee, you know, the, the yeah. sugar creamer stuff. So she gives me that. Um, I realize I'm not a man because I don't cowboy up with my coffee. Like my dad, he, he will just drink it like he likes his women, just black and thick. Bitter and bold. Okay, like that. <laughs> my dad can cowboy up and just drink it black. Yeah. You uh, you just leave that there. Watch it. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but I've got to put it a little bit sugar in there, creamer and, and whatnot. The thing that burns my biscuits is... The, the cap on the creamer, and the same thing for, like, milk and whatnot, where you have to pull that foil cap mm-hmm. off, that thing breaks on me every flipping time. That's like the uh, bags for cereal. Those things are made, yeah. like, with some type of nuclear withstanding material yeah. where you just cannot pull them apart. I'm pretty confident that if we just get that glue and cover uh, buildings with it, hurricanes won't impact it. Or South all. Korea. Or... Oh yeah! What if we what if we dump that glue on South yeah. Korea? Yeah, I think it, I think they would be self contained. Oh my a, gosh! I can't get that that lid off. Every time it ends up with me either gnawing on it with my teeth, or I have to get a knife. That's why the label says they extra they actually added an extra twenty percent because you'll probably lose about twenty percent when you pull the full <laughs> lid off. So. Well, you know, it you, does splash back on my face. Your coffee, I'm, I'm telling you, my wife's got me stuck on this bullet coffee. You know, you put a tablespoon of grass fed butter. And Wait. you put a tablespoon of coconut oil, and then you put it in the blender, and it, it froths up like a cappuccino and creamy and good. All right, so explain this to me again. What are we doing? We're you putting put, the coffee mm-hmm. in with the butter. You're putting, yeah, you're putting a, about a tablespoon of butter, Okay. grass-fed butter, Okay. carry Wait, gold. the butter can't eat grass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> grass-fed cows okay. that produce okay. this, this uh, top-shelf butter. Now I'm with, now yeah, I'm with and, you. And uh, coconut oil. And you put, the, I'm telling you, a tablespoon of each, mm-hmm. and it's... And you put the coffee in it, mm-hmm. and then put it in the blender. Yeah, it actually helps uh, uh, helps increase metabolism and things like that. Well, how so, about it? Yeah, so hmm. I've been, we've been doing that. I've been doing that for about two weeks, because I, I went off coffee for, um, probably since transplant, just because I, wow. it kind of made me jittery. So okay. Now I'm just jittery. <laughs> but I'm burning fat. <laughs> so, You're looking good, buddy. Look, look like I have Parkinson's some, some days with my transplant meds and the caffeine kicking in. So, yeah, shaky shake. There you go. Well, maybe I'll just put the tablespoon of butter and coconut oil and coffee, and I'll just hand you my mug. You could do that, but it also lowers cholesterol, too. Oh, how about and it? it? lowers the bad cholesterol. So, Actually, I, ironically, again, I told you I went to the doctor Got my test results back, and this is probably HIPAA and all that kind of stuff. Ironically, I don't know how this happens, but my good cholesterol, hey, buddy, we're doing great. Good. Hey. I have no idea how that's, that's happening. What, that's, what it, that's what you need. So. I think all the gears of gravy has lubed up the the, the veins. <laughs> yeah, just, just stuff sl- slides, slides through. Right through. Yeah. So yeah, that could be it. It's a possible theory. Hey, buddy. <laughs> could be that cho- chocolate gravy. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. It's a cure for cancer. Yeah. And high cholesterol. Uh, one thing I do want to say, we actually have a new contest coming up, and I'm really, really excited about it. We recently uh, purchased 100 uh, Southern Fried Philosophy stickers. It's just our logo, um, and they're circular and all that kind of stuff, so the, they're kind of nice. Um, so the contest is going to be this. If you want to participate, you can email us at sfpradio 
at gmail.com. Or if you know us, you can just ask us for a sticker or whatnot. We'll have them around. And you get that sticker, and you put it on wherever you can. We should preface by saying legally. Mm -hmm. In air quotes. Air quotes, yeah. Air quotes. Legally put them on. And then take a picture of it, and you can Instagram it, Facebook it, tweet it with a hashtag SFP radio um, so that we can see that. And then the most creative one will actually get one of our new brand new shirts, T-shirts that we've got coming out. Yep. I would probably uh, refrain from farm animals because they don't like stickers. I don't know. That could be Look, creative. If I saw one on the back of a cow, that might be our winner. So no, probably no gentlemen's clubs either. <laughs> I'm not saying that either. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. she doesn't like to be called a cow. Yeah, well, there you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the the t-shirts are actually really cool. They if if you're familiar with the Salt Life, that's like all the beach people. They have like you know Salt Life. Yeah, we're cool. We're on the beach. I don't blah, think blah, they're blah. liking Salt Life this week though. Probably not. Um, our shirts say Syrup Life on it. Do you say syrup or syrup? Syrup. Syrup. I probably should say syrup. Um, they say Syrup Life on it. Um, really cool uh, logo on it. It's got the Waffle House, like little, you know, syrup the dispenser, the old IHOP, the old IHOP yeah. waffle dispenser, or syrup dispenser. Um, and it's got that on, and then our logo on the back. So here's the deal. Get our sticker. Uh, we uh, take a picture of it, hashtag SFP radio, send it to us. Then we'll pick a winner. Probably we'll give it like three weeks, four weeks, and then we will announce it on the show, and we will send you a T-shirt. Well, obviously coordinate with sizes because we got all the sizes. Free, 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 free. So a free T-shirt that ain't bad for snapping a picture and putting a picture uh, sticker up legally or whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. We're not legally bound. Yeah. So I, I'm excited about it. I think the T-shirts are pretty cool looking. Absolutely. I'm excited about it, and we'll put a picture of those up on the website as well, so you guys can take a look. And we'll be selling those for. Uh, we haven't come up with a price yet on those, but they'll be super cheap. I Slightly promise. north of free. That's exactly right. You're fantastic. All right, so um, we're going to go into some wacky news. All right, buddy. You going or am I? You go ahead. Oh, this is courtesy of KSB TV two. Um, mm, official ID owner of the tiger was shot and killed while roaming around a metro neighborhood mm. uh, in Henry County, Georgia, which is pretty close to well, Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Uh, police said that they shot and killed a tiger that was on the loose in Henry County Wednesday morning. Uh, the Traffic team, the triple team traffic. Well, that's nice. Triple team. <laughs> I'm going to rethink that name. <laughs> just going to leave that there. Uh, first report of the tiger sightings from dispatch. He said they received several calls about the wild animal on the loose. Late Wednesday afternoon, the Georgia Department of Natural Resources said the tiger belonged to Field Entertainment Company. Um, they were contracted to transport the tiger. Um, a source told Channel 2... Uh, the police spotted the tiger in the area of whatever road in Washington. They heard several shots just before 6.30 a.m. So could you imagine just like walking out, get the paper in the morning? You're in your bathrobe. Yeah, yeah that's... Um, I, mm. Yeah, I think uh, I think they, they were... Could you imagine? Because actually I had the same story, one of the same stories. But I think that, that they noticed it because it was actually chasing a family dog. Oh, wow. So, I didn't read that far in the article. So yeah. It was chasing the dog. It was chasing a family dog. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there it is. The dog the, is okay, by the way. I think the dog's name is Journey, I believe, or something mm. like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, imagine that. Your family dog. And instead of the dog chasing the cat, the cat's chasing the dog. So, this world's crazy. They even we have cats chasing dogs now. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that... Uh, I guess the and the person had a great concern. I mean, obviously, number one, it's a tiger. You have a great concern sure, for that. But sure. number two, it was getting ready to become, um, you know, around that time where people are leaving for work, mm-hmm. um, school. Yeah, school kid, kids. Kids going to the school bus, things like that. So You can't have nothing. Your mm. kid's trying to sleep, and he's getting ate by a boa constrictor. Then they try to go to the go to the bus, bus stop. stop. They're getting hit by a tiger. Yep. Y'all, stop with this endangered species ex- 
you know, I'm glad they found it because the the news article had didn't identify who, who had the tiger because it could have been some mm. you know former sports star or musician who you know you know what I'm saying Cause <laughs> right. That's where they usually find these things. So mm. yeah, it, going through it, it probably helps to read the article before we talk about it. <laughs> but it was a, a Noah's Ark animal animal sanctuary in Henry mm. County, and it got loose. So mm, Noah's Ark. I'm going to need you to tighten so. up your fence row a little bit. Yeah, I guess there were three <laughs> tigers and they only needed two. So. Oh, good gracious. Uh, you think about those those places, though, like those animal sanctuaries. Mm-hmm. What happens when a hurricane does come and rip those fences down? Mm, it's like mm. Jumanji next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good uh, night, y'all. Well, you know, in Texas, I mean, speaking of hurricanes, uh, mm-hmm. uh they had they had cattle drives up Main Street in Houston. Yeah, on Sea Dudes. Yeah, yeah. And they had uh, cattle drives. They had uh, cattle drives on main roads. They had mm-hmm. cattle drives on the highway. I mean, just trying to get these animals out. But just imagine yeah. if they don't get them out. And mm-hmm. you know, like I said, but, uh, a lot of them probably have been floating hamburgers by now. Sure. So, uh, speaking of the hurricane, speaking of animals, mm-hmm. a Houston resident comes back to flood hit home, finds a nine foot alligator inside. No, sir. Yep. On Friday, Texas resident Brian Foster returned to his home in Harris County to assess the damage caused by Hurricane Harvey. As he walked into the house with a cleanup crew, an intruder greeted him in the dining room, a giant alligator sitting right under the dining table. Sam, you have a what? Oh, <laughs> I would like to have heard that 911 call. Right. So the homeowner immediately called 911 and informed the wildlife department. Um, it took several wildlife officials about 20 minutes to capture the nine-foot reptile, mm. taped its mouth, um, lifted the alligator, and placed it in the back of a vehicle, mm. and then took him off to a uh, a boot uh, manufacturer. I, I just would hope so. Yeah, just but I'm sure the article will say, oh, it took it to, you know, down the street, released it in the neighborhood <laughs> pool. Released it right back. But, yeah, yeah um, I don't know if you heard um, – there was reports coming out when the when the water started rising in Houston. Uh, There's an alligator farm in Houston. Mm-hmm. They expressed concern. They mm-hmm. had three had 350 alligators. Why do you need 350 alligators? Well, they they I think they harvest them mm-hmm. um, for meat and stuff. Okay, or, or whatever. But yeah, so they were they were really concerned about that. So I don't think it was one of those. They they said uh, that the uh, alligator farm said they actually had all their reptiles contained. Mm-hmm. So, sure they did. Man, that would. Uh, that would not be a comforting thing. You walk in there and oh no, yeah, all all them teeth, Mm-mm. yeah, ornery. <laughs> you know why they're so ornery? <laughs> Mama says they have all those tooth, they have all those teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> oh, good gracious! Oh, I couldn't imagine. Mm. I, I need, I need y'all to stop collecting all them animals. <laughs> mm. Well, you think here, even in. In Charlotte, not very far from us, there's like that, uh, that lazy lazy, lazy fire ranch yep. where you can drive through, and there's like emus and like all kinds of different right. things. But what happens if that fence goes down and everybody finds a way out? Hey, buddy. Yeah, well, get, like, you know, there's nothing dangerous, but like there's no, nothing there. No, you know. <laughs> just but still though, you know, yeah. I, I, I feel bad for the ranch, you know. Sure. But up the street, a couple couple uh, miles down the road, we actually have a place called Tiger World. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, north of Houston, there's a wolf, like a wolf sanctuary. There. Oh, wow. Well, hey, buddy. Well, Are what can you say? That's uh, sometimes good intentions uh, may not mm-hmm. you know, play out. So, <laughs> You got any else? anything else? Yeah. Um, a woman on Tinder date gets stuck in window trying to retrieve her <laughs> own poop. <No>. What? <laughs> no. We'll read that headline <laughs> one more time just so I can sink in. <laughs> woman on a Tinder date. Gets stuck in window trying to retrieve her own poop. What is this? Okay. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna try to read this slow so I don't mess it okay. up. Okay, all right. Liam Smith, a grad student at Britain's University of Bristol, had a nice dinner with a woman he met on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's going good. That was nice. The night was still young, so he invited her back to his house for a drink of wine and to watch a documentary about Scientology. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure it was. Yeah. Um, he wrote this on a GoFundMe page. Uh-huh. Wait, um, there's a th- this story ends with a GoFundMe page. Yes. Oh yeah, so my gosh, good. this is so great. Obviously, you know it's one of those hookup dates because they're watching a documentary about Scientology. Sure, you know that's not happening. Yeah. At some point, the unidentified woman asked to use his bathroom. Mm-hmm. When she returned, Smith said she had a panicked look in her eyes. Oh boy, are you, are you captivated? I'm. Smith, Smith said the woman told him, 
I went for a poo in your toilet, <laughs> and it would not flush. Oh, no. Listen, let's all raise our hand if we've been there before. Oh, Let's raise them. Several times. Come on. He then claims the woman confessed to reaching into the toilet bowl, mm. wrapping the dookie in tissue paper, mm. and throwing it out of the window. Yes, I did say dookie. That's actually a part of the uh, Huffington Post. Um, wanting to be a gentleman, Smith suggested going outside together, bagging up the offending poo, throwing it away, and pretending like the whole sorry affair had never happened, he recalled. Unfortunately, the story gets crappier. <laughs> Can can I pause here and say again? Let's raise our hand if we've been there before. <laughs> I think uh, I can't remember what episode it was. Now we we relate our worst pooping sure. experiences. It was with uh, Justin Wallace. Yep. Yeah. Smith's uh, Smith's bathroom window doesn't open to the garden, but into an eighteen inch gap that's separated from the outside world by another uh, non opening double glazed window. So it must have been like a like a narrow, okay. very narrow alleyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it was into the twilight zone that my date had thrown her poo, he wrote. Okay. So Acor- at that point, what do we do? We just walk away and just call it oh, a day. But they're committed. According to Smith, when he went to get a hammer to smash the window, <laughs> his date decided to climb in headfirst to retrieve the poop herself, which she was able to do successfully. That's when they realized she was stuck upside down. Oh, no. I grabbed her waist and I pulled, but mm. she was stuck, stuck fast. Smith wrote on his GoFundMe page. I, b- I bet he's glad right now she took that, that poop before. <laughs> yeah, you, you're working with the rear end like a trying to pull her out. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Try as we might, we could not remove her from the window. She was stuck fast upside down in the gap. Mm. At this point, he called for help, and an emergency crew uh, drove up within minutes. About 15 minutes later, the woman was free. Um, <laughs> can you read this next part? This is... Anyway, so they. Uh, there's that. Well, that's, that, that's that the happen. that's the beneficial sound she did not hear. Right. So, um, Boy, there's there's <laughs> when you when you hear that sound sometimes after you've dropped one. Right. Oh, it's great. It's a great. That's sound. right. Um, although she had been upside upside down for some time with um, with the company of a few spiders, she was absolutely fine and and was just pleased to be free. Okay. Um, we see strange things all the time, but this is certainly one of the strangest, purely because. Uh, why of how and why she was stuck? Mm-hmm. Um, this that was a spokesman from the fire department. Um, they also the fire also fire department also tweeted a photo <laughs> of the rescue. Sure they did. So, yeah. So was she holding up the bag of poop? Uh, no, she. <laughs> you have to look at it. It's just mm. um, to get her out. The rescue workers had to break the window, Smith's window. So uh, he had a, he has a replacement cost of three hundred nine dollars. Uh, the same. As his monthly budget, whatever that means. Um, so that's the reason why he started the GoFundMe page was to raise the three hundred ninety bucks. Wow. Um, he is, like I said, he's a student, so that's whatever. So, but yeah, the, uh, I guess for the final quote, um, she's a lovely girl. I'm not sure what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm really busy with my dissertation at the moment, but I'd like, I'd, but I'd certainly be open to seeing her again. Uh huh. So, mm-hmm. to be continued, maybe. Hmm. Re, uh, kindled love with poop. So, uh, how much is on that GoFundMe Go page? You think twenty seven hundred bucks, right? Twenty seven hundred. Yep. I'll get stuck on something and take a poop for twenty seven hundred dollars. Well, that's twenty seven hundred euros, so that's uh, you know, a little bit more. Good night. How about that? That's a good one. <laughs> Sam, you have a what? Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> Both of those. Hmm. <laughs> Well, thank you for saving that, <sighs> Jim, right there. Oh, that was, yeah, that was fresh. Wow. <laughs> you ain't kidding. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, so we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk some NFL. It takes a customer three seconds to decide whether to stay or leave your website. That's why a crisp, clean, and user-friendly website is one of the best ways to market and help and grow your business. At Webmerized Web Design, we offer that and much more. They pride themselves in offering their clients professional websites at affordable prices. Are you a small business? No problem. We can cater to small businesses by working with their clients every step of the way to meet their needs and expectations. Their number one goal is to partner with their clients to help and grow their business with a successful website. They work for every client, no matter the size. 
So if you'd like a great website, go to webmerize.com, W-E-B-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D.com, or you can check out their link on the sponsors link of our website. If you mention the word Biggin, you'll get 10% off your website design order. Again, webmerize.com. Check them out. All right, we're back. Um, one thing that I did remember is that um, I, I want to talk about Warfighter Tobacco. Mm-hmm. Um, they still are, are doing the, the advertisement or the, um, the, promo, deal, yeah. the promo that if you use promo code MOJO10, you get 10% off. Yeah, just go to Warfighter Tobacco um, and just go to their, their coupon code or whatever after when you place your order and just put in uh, MOJO10. Uh, great veteran-owned mm-hmm. company. And uh, we support those guys. They have some excellent products. Uh, they sent us a sample and uh, also had a great interview. So, yeah. And just go out and give those guys support because um, they, they do uh, give back also. And uh, we appreciate everything they're doing. Yep. So um, here we are, week one of the old NFL. I just hope they got rid of the stupid robots. Oh, man, I hate those Fox NFL robots. God, they're horrible. They drive me nuts. What's the purpose? <laughs> like rock'em, sock'em robots. <laughs> they are. They're awful. What, what do you think that was like when, when they sat down and said, hey, guys. I got a, you, <laughs> it's like some guy who probably never watches football. It's like, I got a great choice for things. Right. But, hey, I, uh, have, you, have you played rock'em, sock'em robots? <laughs> well, what if we did that for the NFL? Because that would be awesome. We need you to design some graphics for the NFL. I'm really into gaming. <laughs> 1980s gaming. Mm. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to do um, we're going to do our quick picks. Right. So I'm going to give you. Um, this is also based off our analysis. Um, we've used a scientific methodology of um, really just nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I would, if you're going to the you know parlay some bets this week. <laughs> I probably wouldn't use our picks, um, right. but we may be actually actually have a better record than Chris Berman because he <laughs> <laughs> Chris Berman he, he does it for a full he did it for a full time living he yeah he was not that great so, so I think what would be funny is we're going to do our picks and then we'll keep track throughout the NFL season how many we got right versus the pros sounds good so we'll we'll keep that up to date on our website so here we go week one out of seventeen Chiefs and Patriots uh, I got to go Patriots because Tom Brady yeah I'll go with you on that one. Jets, Bills. This one's going to be a tough one. Uh, equally sucky. Uh, mm-hmm. Go Bills. Uh, I'm going to go Jets. <clears throat> I'm going to try to give that a shot. Uh, Jaguars, Texans. Uh, Texans, uh, uh, just simply fact that I'm pulling for Houston right now. <laughs> I'm going to go Jaguars because I think the Texans are going to be underwater. Uh, Seattle, <laughs> or sorry, Steelers and the Browns. Steelers, Browns suck. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Cardinals and Lions. Uh, Cardinals. I'm going to go Lions because I never pull for the Cardinals. Uh, Bucks or Dolphins? Uh, that one's been postponed, so I'm not sure when they'll play that one. But okay. if they happen to squeeze that one in, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go uh, Dolphins. I'll go Bucks. Uh, Falcons or Bears? Uh, Falcons coming off a good season last year. I'll go Falcons. Okay. I will also pick the Falcons. Raiders or Titans? Uh, I'll go Raiders due to they had a great year last year. Okay. I will back you up on that one. Ravens or Bengals? Um, as much as this pains me to say, mm-hmm. um, the Ravens. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Eagles or Redskins? Uh, Redskins. <clears throat> I'll go Eagles. Colts, Rams? Um, bu- 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 go Colts. Rams. Panthers or 49ers? Panthers, 49ers have had a horrible couple of years. Yeah, I'll back you. Seattle, uh, Seahawks or the Green Bay Packers? Uh, as long as Aaron Rodgers is healthy, I'm going Green Bay. All right, I will ditto that one. Uh, Giants, Cowboys? Uh, Cowboys. Yeah, I'll go Giants. <laughs> just, just over a pick them. Uh, Saints or Vikings? Um, I'm going to go Saints because now they have Adrian, Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take you on that. And uh, Chargers versus Broncos. Uh, flip a coin. I'm going to go Broncos. Strong defense. <clears throat> yeah, I'll go Broncos as well. All right, so we'll uh, we'll see how we'll see, see how it goes, man. That's 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 a roll of the dice right there. <laughs> we will. We'll pull our picks. Uh, all of my fantasy team sucks. That's all I yeah. Know. How did you? How did your fantasy? How did that I, work? I've, I got a couple of good picks, but rest of them are like, you know. <laughs> did you auto draft again? No, no, I actually participated. Really? Yeah, how about it? Yeah. <clears throat> I refuse to do fantasy as much as I would like to. This is my busy season at work, so 
See, have to. The, the most commitment I'll have is the draft, and then the rest of it just let it ride <laughs> like it did last year. I can't do that, man. I, I just every I got to watch every game. I got to uh, pull for my team. I got to watch. I'm glued to my phone the whole sat- Sunday. I'm, I just yeah, can't. that's not me. Can't do it. <clears throat> so speaking of Cowboys, did you see uh, Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah, suspended. Suspended, but uh, he's going to play on week one. <laughs> yeah, I guess somehow the suspension fell or something like that. So. He got a six-game suspe- suspension, but he's going to play on week one. Yeah. How about it? Hmm, we'll see. <laughs> um, and then the next thing is uh, Kirk Cousins said that God told him to sign a one-year contract with the Redskins. Well, you got to do what God says, I guess. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so he was uh, talking at Liberty University, who mm-hmm. recently just came off a win of Baylor. That was a huge one for yeah, them. Yeah, it was. Um, and basically just told uh, the university, or while he was speaking, is I just prayed about it, and I do believe that the Lord, at least in my life, likes to use a one-year contract and not long-term contracts. <laughs> so he had the option to sign a long-term contract, but went with the one, one-year one term, hopefully, so he can get more money later after that. But, I mean, <clears throat> what would you do? Signing, I'd sign a long-year contract. Uh, I don't... <sighs> I don't know, just basing off Derek Carr, you know, yeah. the, the quarterback who was uh, had a great first year. Was it first or second year? I can't remember. Um, second of the year. Yeah, I think he's rode the bench first year maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he got rewarded with a pretty healthy contract. So, yeah. I mean, he got paid. And yeah. my favorite quote was, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. After, I'm going to treat myself <laughs> as a Chick-fil-A. Right, right. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. It, it depends what you're worth. Yeah. I mean, because – he had a, he had a pretty good season last year, but is he the highest paid or is he is he going to get paid? I mean, I I don't know. And yeah. it's you know I guess the only thing I hate about the hate about sports now is back in the day mm-hmm. you had legacy players, people that played sure. the same team yeah. from you know from single A till the time they retired, and yeah. you just don't have much of that anymore. You have a few of those people, but you don't have many yeah. of them. So I hate that. But yeah, you don't have a. a Jordan, who's always going to play for the Bulls. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, like, I, I, was, I grew up a Braves fan, so you had Dale Murphy, who retired there. You had um, Chipper Jones. Chipper. So, I mean, you just had those players, and you, you just yeah. grew up with loving them, and yeah. you just don't see that anymore. So, But, you know, these guys, yeah. hey, if, if you can make an extra $25 bucks, go go have at it. Listen, if I can make $25 million on my sports career. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Pickleball. We can try We can try pickleball. Listen, I, I – It's like the fastest growing sport in the country. Or you something, know they do it. that right down here in They do it in our neighborhood. Concord. They do it in our neighborhood, too. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about picking that up. I don't even know what pickleball is. Uh, it's like it's like wiffle ball tennis. Hmm. Think about it like that. But the, the ball is a little bit different. Okay. Um, so it's like – Slower pace? Yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, much slower pace. I like that. Yeah, when we went to do the uh, – Concord tour, the tour tour O Concord. Mm-hmm. Um, they took us down to the rec center, and old people were playing the pickleball like it was going out of style. So, yeah. well, maybe hey, we got a aging aging society. Maybe pickleball yeah. will be the redemption, go. the second half of redemption <laughs> story. You know, maybe we can get some franchise pickleball players. You Ooh. know, just stay there for. Hey, that's yeah, we said entire... we can sponsor a team. <laughs> That would be awesome. We're going to have to go, we have to go watch a few teams and make sure we pick a good one. Oh, pop, pop, and grams. <laughs> so, well, there's that. So we're going to do a new segment that uh, that is going to be called Mojo Explains the News because I barely pay attention. And this time of year, as I said before, I'm not paying attention to anything except the computer screen in front of me. So you're going to have to explain the news. So, Mojo, explain the news. Well, besides uh, North Korea... Um, and what's going on there, and besides uh, the hurricane and the hurricane's twin and mm-hmm. the one that's trying to become a twin or triplet or whatever, you know, sibling uh, out in the uh, Gulf. Uh, I don't know if anybody's paid attention or you had your head in the head in the sand, but there's yes. something called DACA that just uh, uh, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, just um, I've heard about such just kicked back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Def- DACA is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Uh, this was a okay. executive order that was signed by uh, President Obama um, in 2012. What it did, it allowed illegal immigrants who um, had brought their children along for the for the ride to stay in to stay in the country with you know through a, a, this program called Dreamers or the DACA. Okay. Um, by, they estimated about 800,000 of them. So wow, they're, they're, that's a lot. They're listed as Kids or young, you know, young adults, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess as of right now, there's about eight hundred thousand that have enrolled 
in this act. Okay. So that that was part of it. And, you know, the when it first came out, this DACA program, it, I, don't, I doubt you remember this, but, <laughs> nope. but there was actually um, the Democratic Party. Of course, the Republicans staunchly against it because it was a, number one was an executive action. It was a unconstitutional executive action. Okay. Democrats didn't think he went, didn't think he went far enough. Uh, he should have went further okay. as in giving citizenship or amnesty gotcha. um, to help bulk up their uh, voter rolls. So um, fast forward, um, you know, 2017 here, you know, Donald Trump uh, campaigned on the promise of uh, sweeping legislation to change immigration mm-hmm. and, and deportations. I of, do remember you know, that. Criminal, part. criminal, you know, illegals. Yep. So this is what we got as of yesterday. Um, Trump reversed this DACA program. Okay. And what does it mean? So Right, yeah. And I being that I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, um, I I try to cut through the middle of it and let the mm-hmm. dust settle and yeah. just kind of you know try to educate myself on some things. So is this is Trump's Trump's order executive order to actually cancel DACA, is it really a big deal and does it change anything? Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna go ahead and say it first before you know, just in case you want to fast forward this to the end. <laughs> I don't think it will. Spoiler I, alert. Yeah, I think you know, just a little bit of commentary right here. I've heard a lot from you know from friends who are for DACA and for this Dreamers Act, mm-hmm. and I've heard a lot and read a lot from people friends who um, are are against it, mm-hmm. and basically against you know, deport everyone, you know, type thing. I don't think it's gonna change anything. Okay. So here's what here's what it does. Um, Trump Trump put a stop to DACA, so no more uh, illegal alien. The children of these illegal aliens can now register for this DACA program to to okay. have kind of a safeguarding line. All right. Um, so that ends as of I think October the ninth. I think. Okay. Um, the DACA the the kids are currently registered under DACA can actually um, register by October the ninth for a two year extension. Oh wow! Okay. okay, so and actually the extension starts I think in like January the eighteenth or January two thousand eighteen. Okay, will be two years from January uh, gotcha. two thousand eighteen. Okay, so okay, that's kicking the can a little bit down right. the road right there. Um, where, what is in two years? What happens? You got two thousand two thousand eighteen. Two years from two thousand eighteen, you got a, a president another Pre- presidential debate and a presidential election. election yeah. So debate. do you think? Do you think honestly in two thousand twenty they're going to go? Let's go ahead and kick everybody out. I mean, I, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, because... By the way, we need those votes, so... <laughs> I, but uh, you'll either upset one side or, or totally right. uh, upset the other side. Yeah. So, number one, I don't think it's going to happen just because it's it's political fodder. It's sure. posturing. It's just, you know, him trying to cater to some of his uh, base, and uh, he's also trying to just kind of tick off the other side. So, okay. So, um, here's some things that uh, I think will happen. Um Here's some likely outcomes. Nothing. Uh, you know, <laughs> All right. Because uh, basically what he's done, he's pushed this back onto uh, the Congress to come up with some type of Im- immigration, po- modified immigration policy for mm. all, all these illegal aliens in, okay. in our country. And I've seen estimates of 10 million. I've seen all the way as high as 45 million. So That's a lot. That's, that's a few. So, um, by the way, I'm not for taking everyone out. I, I, <laughs> it just It's impossible. Right. I mean, plus we'd lose... Some good restaurants. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, but um, it, number one, I don't think it's possible. People probably disagree with me on that, but I just don't see 45 million people ripping communities apart and things mm. like that. I, yeah. I, I understand they're here illegally, and I've, right. I've heard the metaphors of um, if someone breaks into your house, uh, steals your goods, leaves, but the only reason they caught you was because you, they, you accidentally left your two kids in the person's house, you know, <laughs> And then, but here, by law, we're going to kick the parents out. And let the kid, kids get to stay in your house forever. I've heard, right. that, I've heard that analogy makes sense, mm-hmm. but I just don't see us removing that many people. Yeah. Um, now, the ten to forty-five million that you're saying is children or everybody? Everybody. Everybody. Okay. Everybody. Uh, Republican. The other two likely, uh, the number two likely option would be Republican. Uh, Congress passes his deal. Mm. Okay. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. It'll, it'll probably be another modified version. Mm. Uh, it will not be something of, you know, yeah, we, we're going to stick to this. We're going to mass deport. Um, I, I think they will use this for campaigning promises, mm. you know, 
another four years. Mm-hmm. You know, we got we got we got to have another four to get this done. Yeah. So um, they'll pass some type of modified version. Um, or number three, which is Trump actually sticks to this. Now this, I, I think this this probably won't happen just right. because he is up, he will be up for reelection. <laughs> sure. Um, he will not only uh, alienate any potential Democrat voters that would maybe come to his side, which I doubt would be many, mm-hmm. but he'd also alienate his base too. Right. A lot of his base, but he'd alienate some of his base. Uh, the, the, obviously, the more militant people that are, you know, would be extremely happy with that, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, this, this DACA is really, I mean, it, I guess what's problematic with this DACA bill was that Obama went with an executive order, which he's mm-hmm. allowed to do, but he modified something that is out of his branch. You know, we, sure. have, we have the three branches. Yep. So, um, and actually it was not upheld in court when they took it to court. So yeah. I, that's, that's where this is coming from. And yeah. I understand, you know, I've seen, I've seen the, I've seen the clergy. I've seen um, uh, a lot of people in the social justice complain about this and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But we, I mean, we have to, we do have to draw a line in the sand where we do have laws because, you know what I'm saying, we have to have a lawful society. That's one reason why people want to come here is because we do have laws. We do have some civil uh, civil laws, civility, a chance to grow, a chance to be safe. I understand why people want to come here. We do have to have some type of law um, for the land. If not, then, you know. Mass chaos. Exactly. Anti-fought. Rules the world. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, but no, that's just that's just it. I mean, I, uh, I'm, I don't think anything's going to happen. I think this is just nothing but smoke and mirrors. Yeah, and um, like I said, it, we've been. I mean, I, I can't tell how many pr- uh, presidential cycles we've been through, mm. but it's always political. Yeah, you know, baggage that gets yeah. carried. So, I, I, I just want people to take a chill pill. <laughs> I mean, just take back, sit back, let the dust settle. You can go protest if you want to. Right. It's nothing's going to happen. Go take a statue I mean, down. Yeah. I mean, I, I was at the DMV today, and there was a guy. Oh no. There was a, a guy that probably fell under the dream rack because mm-hmm. the lady asked me if he had a green card, you know, Ooh. to go along with it. To, mm-hmm. And she says, "Are you, you know, how are you feeling right now? Are you scared?" He goes, "Yes, I'm scared." And she goes, "Well, I, I feel for you. I, I'm scared for you too." That's that's mm-hmm. unneeded. I don't, I, right. I mean, but if they decided they wanted to, they actually have everybody's address <laughs> written down because it's applied for the Dreamer Act. So. Right. Hmm. Anyway, that's all I got on that. <laughs> the entire time, all I kept hearing was this. <laughs> Just so you know, that's uh, that's Doctor Evil from the Austin mm-hmm. Powers series. And- <laughs> He's with his son trying to do the, <laughs> teach him the Macarena. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, no, I, I understand. I think that we, we are, we're getting ourselves all worked up. And to break it down for just stupid me, Obama signed this DACA uh, in, law into existence through executive order. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bypassing and, all citizenship, immigration laws. That, you know, right. That's what, and it really should have been coming through the Congress. Yes to actually make that law. So what Trump was saying was like, this isn't legal because it's through the executive order. We're going to kick it back to Congress for them to actually make it right. Allegedly. Allegedly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Wow. Hmm. So, so much for law and order there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that would make sense, right? Well, you would think, but I mean, yeah, you you would think, I mean, there's, there's the, you know, believe it or not, people, the president, and this goes for Obama, Trump, Mm -hmm. and whoever comes next, they don't have, dictatorship where they can just create laws, you know, where they can sign all these executive orders to where, you know, hey, we, we now have health care. Hey. Right. Um, There's got to be, you know, checks and balances. Yeah, those, absolutely. Those that's, that's the reason why we have the three branches. Yeah. So um, I, I, I just, I guess I wanted to take this segment just for anyone that's listening that wanted kind of a little, you know, layman's terms for this and, mm-hmm. and, hope, and maybe people are excited or not excited about it. I mean, we just, you know, every day you turn on the social medias or the news. So what can what can I what can upset me today? I mean, it's, yeah. it's literally that. I mean, today's DACA, tomorrow's probably, you know, something with North Korea. So <laughs> well, there. listen, um, I will say this: if you are one of those dreamers, I, I don't want you to worry. Don't be scared. 
because Cher has actually offered uh, her place to stay as a refuge. Well, good. So the uh, the singstress, songstress, uh, Cher. Which, I didn't even know she was still alive. But exactly, like how old is this woman right now? Like so, somebody, I need you to go look that up and and, and tweet me. Um, like she she has told all of the uh, eight hundred thousand young immigrants who came to the U.S. as children that they can stay in her house as a sanctuary. She's seventy one, by the way. Seventy. If she can turn back time, uh, which she's she's a known cougar. Um, can I tell you, dreamers? Some dreams become nightmares, <laughs> so I would not take up sanctuary yeah, at Cher's I, house if I were you. I, I, that would be a uh, uh, that would be a nightmare. That would, mm. that would definitely be a the, the the opposite of a carnival. It'd be like a carnival from you know a nightmare carnival. <laughs> so I, would, I don't think oh, I'll try that. She one. she's trying to turn back time. I tell you what, she Yikes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what's funny is that while she was saying, you know, giving the quote like, hey. News media, guess what? They can all stay at my house. Somebody actually tweeted, yeah, sure you will. <laughs> yeah, she, exactly. And she sent back, you keep your eyes open, B-word. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's going to do it. Well, besides that, it, let's just say worst case scenario, all of a sudden you see military roll out and they're knocking down doors. Right. You, you're going to have a, a boatload of churches around the country. It's so all of a sudden mm. you're going to start housing. Well, and Cher's house. And Cher's house. <laughs> and probably a few, well... Probably a few other Hollywood stars that oh, have to chime in, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, you know they are. They'll have their thirty-something thousand square foot mansion. It'll take in that two people to, <laughs> to for, for the photo op. So, but I, yeah. Well, I, sorry, sorry, seven hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-eight people. Yeah, we just got to find. Yeah, you got that, room. Yeah, we just got to find you a few more houses. So, <laughs> all right. So we're gonna take a break, and we come back. We're actually gonna talk to Sketch. Um, he is a good friend of mine, but he is also impacted by Houston because he lives in the Houston area. He was impacted by that hurricane. So we're going to actually have him on the line and we will talk to him shortly. So stick around. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Hey guys, it's me, Big Ain. Summer is made for grilling and chilling, and you too can be the baddest mother smoker on the block using our favorite award-winning smoking sauce. Bad Mother Smokers is perfect match for that favorite meat, veggies, or even that secret ingredient in a pot of chili. Check out BadMotherSmokers.com to place your order, and if you want to be a barbecue pit master like Mojo, enter the promo code MOJO for 10% off your order. Visit BadMotherSmokers.com or the sponsor section of our website at SouthernFriedPhilosophy.com. All right, we're back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. And on the phone with us, we have a, a dear friend of mine from uh, Texas. He was impacted by um, Hurricane Harvey. And so he's going to kind of talk about his experiences with that, and we'll have some boots on the ground. He's our Hurricane reporter. <laughs> we'll call him. Is, uh, so, Sketch, welcome to the show. Howdy. Thanks uh, for having me on. I've been a big fan of the Southern Fried Philosophy podcast. And for people that don't know, uh, me and Biggin go back actually to a, a previous podcast, the Dr. David Biggin Show. So uh, I, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of this and what you guys are doing. I've enjoyed it a lot. Well, so. I appreciate it. I haven't been able to shake the Biggin yet, so I'm oh. still staying Biggin. <laughs> Oh yeah. So tell us about what, how, how it all went down, kind of your experiences with that. And, um, what did you see? Yeah. So I'm very fortunate, um, to have not experienced a lot of the major flooding that that you guys probably saw on, uh, television. So I live in a country town called cut and shoot, Texas, and that's the real (laughs) name. Um, it's about 45 minutes North of, of downtown Houston. So, uh, we had all of the major rain, but none of the major flooding. Mm. I've got a, uh, a pond on, on the back part of our property that we expected to flood and the water certainly got a lot closer to our house than we ever, uh, have seen. Mm. And we did have a small roof leak just because it rained for three days straight. We got about 
30 inches of rain, according to our rain monitor. So, um, it it was, it was a lot to take in and you felt very kind of cooped up, but not like the neighborhood flooding kind of Mm -hmm. things, uh, that a lot of other people did. Although my, my brother lives a little further into Houston. My parents live in Northwest Houston and I was, we were very concerned about my parents. They live on a reservoir, um, that they had released to help relieve some of the bayous. And, uh, they definitely had water very close to their home, Uh, but, um, at one point, uh, the news reports were saying 95% of the roads were were closed. So mm. that was like our main concern with my parents. Like, okay, if they need to evacuate, where can they go? What's going to be open? Sure. Um, so a lot of it was just kind of stuck. So that was, I guess, the first part of the the um, the hurricane. And for those first couple of days, it's just a lot of rain. You're kind of cooped up in the house. You're watching reports, and then you see it kind of get progressively worse. Mm. Um, and then when it finally does stop raining, um, you kind of go out and kind of assess what's going on. So, um, like I said, not, didn't have a direct impact, but, um, where I work, I work for a major oil company and we had to close our campus for three days. Actually, mm-hmm. most of, most of the week, uh, was critical staff only. Um, and people in my church group, they, they had, uh, people that were flooded. Um, so, uh, Sunday and Labor Day, I actually got to go out and help, um, demo some of the houses and cut sheetrock from people that had flooding mm-hmm. that were uh not uh one one couple was um an elderly couple um the the woman was not mobile uh the next one that mm-hmm. i went to on labor day the guy was a uh, nurse in downtown houston so wow. he was cooped up with that um and just now getting to his home his wife is in a wheelchair so mm-hmm. they needed a lot of help and probably <laughs> 25 to 30 people from my church went there and helped and his was a complete demo. So we took all his furniture, all his sheetrock and all that kind of stuff out. So Holy cow. Yeah. So most of the time when you see stuff on TV, like things are just blown out of proportion. They're exaggerated. They're, you know, it's, you know, you see Jim Cantore out there when it's, you know, blowing (laughs) and it's like really not, it's like, you know, not deep at all, but he's on his knees or whatever. This wasn't that case. Like it was legitimately that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously some hype involved. And and when you would live down here, I I know you experienced some of that as well. And sometimes you hear this hype and uh, the, the model just takes the the hurricane in a different direction and it's kind of a popcorn fart. But this was <laughs> one where, where this thing came to Houston and just camped out for like three days yeah. and just kept raining and raining and raining. And so uh, we didn't have a lot of like wind and, and heavy hurricane stuff, but just this sheer amount of water that was dumped on the city uh, was something else. And that's kind of what we're recovering from. Um, what, Irma seems like it's even worse that's out there in, in Florida and hopefully yeah. not going north to where you go. Uh, yeah, it, it was, it was tough. And you, you would watch the news as much as you can. Again, we had power. We were very fortunate. We had mm. power and satellite to be able to watch that stuff. But even that sometimes just wears on you and you have to sure. just disconnect and do something else. Cause you're just watching water rescues and a lot of that stuff. That's really emotionally taxing, yeah. Um, on you. And you also have a little bit of survivor's guilt, uh, honestly, hmm. um, when, when you've been fortunate to do this and you watch TV and people are being rescued by boat and, uh, you know, on boats, uh, on their roads, um, it, it takes a toll on you too. And then you, you couldn't get out on the roads to help your neighbor, uh, unless you were in a neighborhood that was really flooded. Um, so you feel kind of helpless in that respect. Hmm. Um, the best thing that I've seen out of it is just how many people have really come together. It was definitely neighbors helping neighbors. Uh, and it was right after like a lot of like racial turmoil and obviously mm-hmm. the election, that sort of thing. But you saw people helping. I mean, they were talking about mosques that were open and Muslims that were helping each other. You know, just it didn't matter what your yeah. differences were when you're drowning and whatever. Um, and, and there's been jokes and memes kind of about um you know, how many uh, rednecks with boats were one of the big heroes in this thing <laughs> that, that came to Houston and, and helped uh, rescue people. But um, I've been really impressed to just see the way that neighbors have been helping neighbors, people that don't even know each other. Mm-hmm. Even some of the houses that I worked in this week uh, were just churches and communities and, that just popped up and went there. And my wife's um, uh, companies, they had some employees that were flooded out and they 
their boss gave them Friday off to go work out and help those those people. And they went from house to house. Okay, we fixed that person. Let's go to this next one. And you're even like wearing masks and goggles. So you're in a house and you don't really know the person that you're working next to. You may not know the person's home that you're in, mm, but it's yeah. just we're all in this together and this is what we're doing to, to help each other. So. Yeah. I'd, like, I'd like to give a shout out to the Cajun Navy. I mean, yes, those, yes. Those guys, for, for any of our listeners out there that don't know who the Cajun Navy is, Cajun Navy, uh, I guess, happened last year, I guess, when, when Louisiana, parts mm-hmm. of Louisiana flooded. A uh, bunch of just good old boys, hillbillies, uh, real men, yeah. <laughs> and probably some women, too, got in their mm-hmm. flat-bottom boats or bass boats or pontoons or whatever, I guess, canoes. And they just they headed out and started doing rescuing. So I mean, wow. you saw those guys show up as a pure voluntary force. You know, one of those things I like to reinforce: you don't need government to save you. Sometimes I think your neighbor can do a little better job, probably a little quicker response. But the Cajun Navy. So those guys, any of our listeners in Louisiana, uh, if you know one, pat them on the back and said, "Good job." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 love our neighbors to the to the east in Louisiana and. A lot of times Houston and Dallas have kind of a friendly rivalry around sports particularly, but uh, I, I worked in a house the other day. A dude drove down from Fort Worth to do that, and I know like some of the Dallas Cowboys have given donations and that sort of thing. So it has really – that's kind of, I guess, the story that I've gotten. is It's really legitimately been neighbor helping neighbor um, and doing it on, on our own and, and just because of they're your fellow man and they're the person that's, that's there you know, right next to you. So That is one thing that <clears> – <throat> I'll never forget about Rita and going through that is just mm-hmm. when the when when the crap hits the fan, really people just kind of throw all that stuff out and they just help each other out when you when you need it. And, yeah. And I'll never forget, you know, it was actually the best experience to turn to not have TV and not have power and be able <laughs> to hang out with your neighbors. And and I saw you tweet ab- about that. And like as soon as you get disconnected from media, it's amazing. Like. You know, and you have one common goal. It's amazing how we could just come together and focus on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and like I said, I, I was I was fortunate where I had it. a bit of levity is that I called my next door neighbor who has ten acres and asked how he was doing, and he told me, "Well, he did have to move the goats up onto his back porch, <laughs> so <laughs> he legitimately has goats, and their pasture was flooded, and he had to put them on his back porch." So. Wow. Well, yeah. that's, that's not the worst that could happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think even how we're getting involved is uh, our church is doing a thing where we're collecting underwear and we're mm-hmm. sending it down there. I think uh, Brene Brown has said that uh, people need underwear, so that's how we're getting involved. Is there yeah. any, any other things that you're hearing that uh, how we could help out? Um, yeah, a lot of the other clothes, like people are, are very kind to, to donate their clothes and go through their closets, but that also sometimes can even create more work for mm. people down here to have to sort all that and see what's actually usable. Uh, but I have heard the, the underwear thing, like you said, and, and those need to be fresh underwear. So don't sure. be sending, I can't, don't I can't be send sending this No road tracks. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But that's something that, that you don't get used or shouldn't get used. Sure. Uh, and, and people need. And I've also heard we do have some biggins down here in Texas. There you so, go. Um, if, if you want to go for the extra large size, uh, mm-hmm. people can use that in our shelters and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, if, if you know somebody down here that's connected to a church that's doing good work or if you just know J.J. Watt from the Houston Texans, he's been raising a ton of money. Um, I would kind of direct you to those things. But if you know somebody personally and where that stuff goes, a friend of mine is a uh, Christian hip hop missionary in several parts of Houston. And he, he has different services throughout the week at, in different underprivileged neighborhoods. And he's, his company's called eyes on me Inc. Um, and they've got a, a place where you can donate to give back to some of those communities that he's in, but um, try to try to just find somebody that you personally know and find out what their needs are. But um, yeah, some fresh underwear uh, would be good for people that haven't been able to change theirs in, in a couple of days. Sure. Well, also, I think so, probably fem, uh, feminine hygiene products, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because yeah. some of our ladies listeners out there can probably relate to that. Uh, just looking at JJ Watts, uh, hurricane fundraiser fundraiser has surpassed $27 million. Wow. Uh, the uh, HEB CEO donated five million dollars today. So, that a boy, what what a phenomenal yeah. thing! Yeah, yeah, and yeah. People have really rallied around that. 
So it's been good. And one thing, I guess, I, I don't know how much it got up to you guys, but apparently there was some discussion about whether or not Joel Olstein's uh, Lakewood <laughs> Church was open or not. There, there's some good memes around that. And I don't listen to a lot of his stuff. I, I've not been to his church yet. But kind of my main takeaway was that when I saw people on the news or heard about their stories, when they're stepping off a boat wet, they're, they're not, I don't think they really want to spend time arguing about who's not doing something. Sure. They were more concerned about who was. Mm-hmm. So I, and I tried to spend my time, you know, online tweets or whatever, when I, when I had time to share who was doing something. So right. uh, whatever you feel about Joel and Lakewood and how they handled that, that's up to you. But I just, I know in the heat of the moment, uh, people were more concerned about who was doing something than who wasn't. So mm, that's a good word. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. Babylon B had had a great meme where oh, yeah. <laughs> he was out on his yacht passing out books of best best life now, yeah. which owned yes. me like none other. Um, yeah. And how how about that? That's really appropriate. Lakewood Church now. Good job, Lakewood Church. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. And speaking of that, when I was I was doing some work on uh, Labor Day, uh, as I was driving around, I actually went to a, a a house that ended up having like 30 people from multiple churches there and got turned away, oh, wow. uh, which is a great thing to see. But as I was driving to my next location and giving the directions, I noticed that any street basically with the word, any kind of body of water in the name, right. you know, <laughs> Jones Creek or right. uh, Lakewood or whatever, if sure. those places were going to be hit pretty hard. So. <laughs> right. If you come to Houston buying property, maybe stay away from streets <laughs> and communities with with bodies of water in their name. Foreboding. You know, yeah. one of the one of the, I remember when I lived there, like on forty five north, going up, there was this house that was on stilts, and yes. that sucker was like three stories high on stilts. Uh huh. Um, can you give me a report on that house? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My wife had a photo, and I think it came just like to the first step. So oh my gosh! It, it was it was a lot. They had, they were uh, they were like I the Nostradamus of uh, flood flooding, I guess. Yeah, I always remember <laughs> yeah. making fun of him, saying, "Well, how about Noah over there?" But now it's like legit. <laughs> like he's, he nailed it. He, I know. He's sitting there watching. Uh, sitting there watching with eating popcorn on his front porch. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You guys ain't got me. Wow. Yeah. Well, give us uh, Trey's uh, information so we can, uh, if our listeners want to donate that away too. Yeah, it's Eyes on Me Inc. Uh, like incorporated, and it's not all Eyes on Me. I think that was Tupac stuff, but <laughs> I, <laughs> Eyes on Me Inc. Uh, you can go find him on social media and, and his website. Uh, like I said, JJ Watts got his foundation. He's easy to find. He doesn't hide from TV cameras. Um, which, which, and <laughs> according to my wife, to... he shouldn't. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, if you want to find me, I can plug you into to what our church church project is doing um, in, in our different local communities. So, yeah, awesome, cool. Well, we'll put that information on our website on the uh, show notes so they can yeah. have that there. Cool. Well, well thank you. All right. So, well, uh, anything else? Any other reporting news that you have for us? No, I think that's it. I told you about the goats. And, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess just it, keep praying for, sure. for this area. It's, it's going to be a long recovery, and it's easy to move on to the next story. And uh, unfortunately, it sounds like you know we're going to be praying, doing the same kind of thing with the, the Caribbean and maybe even Florida. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's a lot to, to take in. But uh, if you know anybody directly, one of, the, one of the things that I got out of my church group um, that we met last week was actually write those names. So I did a lot of checking in with people. Hey, how are you doing? And then the people that were like seriously hurt, I wanted to make sure that I didn't forget them. So mm-hmm. I just jotted their, a list of their names in my phone so that I can, when I run across it, I can a pray for them and two like actually give them a call and see what their needs are. Cause a lot of times you check in when this thing first hits and they may not even know that maybe they mm-hmm. evacuated and they haven't yeah. even been back to their home to know what they need or they're still in shock or whatever, but as time goes on, they'll have a better picture of that. And you can ask specifically, you know, what are their needs? Is it laundry? Is it, um, you know, food? Uh, Is it helping them get connected to government agencies or insurance companies that can help repair their lives? So um, if you guys did check in on people that, you know, uh, try to keep them in your, your thoughts and prayers as you move forward. So, and that, that may be needed coming up with Irma and Jose and, all these other uh, storms that we've got out there. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Sketch, thank you so much for, for checking Absolutely. in with us. And um, hopefully we'll see you on the show soon. 
Yeah, I hope so. And we can uh, break a biscuit and talk about chocolate gravy. <laughs> that sounds good. Man, also, yeah. I, I, I just got to say, I'm still, in, I'm still in awe of your the town that you're from, shoot, Cut and Shoot, Texas. Cut and Shoot, yes. Wow. We're just... most famous for having a, a boxer who fought Floyd Patterson. Uh, and they did a story. He was on the front page of the uh, Sports Illustrated magazine during that fight, and they've got him looking like a straight-up hillbilly. He's, <laughs> he's wearing <laughs> – Roy Harris is his name, and my wife actually knows his family, but on that Sports Illustrated cover, he's got like a hound dog on his porch, no shoes. He's wearing like cut-off jeans. Mullet and, mullet uh, and two teeth. Yeah. So, But, yeah, cut and shoot Texas. That's where I'm from. So. <laughs> Awesome, man. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank we'll you. talk to you again soon. Yes, sir. So, obviously, guys, if you're still looking to to donate, place I know there's people, a lot of people haven't uh, done anything yet or have been looking right. to because everyone's so cautious of donating money sure. just because you just never know who's legit. Yep. Um, obviously, Red Cross, if you want your money, go to more of a direct cause. You JJ Watts, mm-hmm. um, Eyes on. Eyes on Me. Eyes on Me, Inc. Um, look them up. And uh, just there's a couple of really good foundations out there locally. You got yep. boots on the ground that are doing some great things. Definitely, so. definitely. Cool. Well, thank you. I uh, appreciate Sketch being on the show. Mojo, thanks for another great week. It was good. Let's do this again maybe one more time. <laughs> we'll see how our uh, football picks turn out for next week. Yeah. Uh, hey, one more thing again, just to remind you, if you want to c- participate in the contest, email us at sfpradio at gmail.com. Or you can stop by and see us, and we'll give you a sticker. Put that sticker on any place that's legal or not. Uh, take a picture of it. Hashtag SFP Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, however you want to do that. Send that to us so that we can see it, and then we'll pick a winner for a, a Syrup Life T-shirt from Southern Fried Philosophy. So Also, hey, uh, go to southernfriedphilosophy.com. Also go to our Facebook page at Southern Fried Philosophy. Give us a like. Share our page. Um, also go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Actually, I care more about that than I do you know, our social our social media stuff. <laughs> sure. Go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, subscribe, um, like us, share us, your favorite episodes. But also give us a review. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. And as always, keep looking up.